I think we're live. Good evening, guys. We're here for the Kent State Film Review on Dog Central Live. There's our promo code for prize picks you've heard all about. I'm going to wipe that out, and we're going to do this guy right here. John wow. and Graham. Hey, look at welcome. us. Welcome. Welcome here. I'm going to tilt up just a little bit. There you go. <laughs> um, so, hey, I'm wearing a special shirt that was given to me by, if you're on Twitter, Georgia is a verb, which is a mm. great name for a Twitter account, but I don't think we kind of doesn't apply anymore because the new georgia the verb is natties but this is a great shirt for this week as everyone's a little distraught over the performance drinking and yelling thank you verb uh there was a lot of drinking and yelling this week and we're going to talk a little bit uh but we're not going to yell right we're not yelling but but i make no promises (laughs) but we are going to look at some of the some of the um what's the word looking for issues is that fair Mistakes. Oh, there were issues. There were issues. Mistakes. Yeah. Um, so, brain okay, farts. Not, <laughs> one more. Not being a Michigan podcast, we're gonna do this where we're just gonna look at all the mistakes, and then we'll yeah. play some highlights at the end so you don't jump off of a bridge. But we're not gonna sugarcoat this shit. We're here to no. talk about it. We're here to get real. I'm gonna tell you now, though, it's not as bad as you think it is. It's all fine. not as bad as you think. Yeah, state of the end. State of the end. I'm sorry. What's your? What was your? Uh, oh no! One more housekeeping note. Look, so we're not live on YouTube. So you, you do YouTube guys will get this and you'll be watching it. And we appreciate and really uh, love all the likes and comments and stuff. We missed the live comments from YouTube. It was a very active channel, but just the nature of what we're doing with the plays, uh, it's not doesn't work. So, uh, but if you're on Twitter. Click over one more click, get in there. So if you've got comments, if you go to the actual like Periscope Twitter thing, I believe your comments will show up and we'd love to have those as we go through. So um, with that, Graham. Yes, sir. Any, any initial thoughts or John, you got any initial thoughts prefacing our, our film analysis? John. I mean, we're, we're going to have a lot of thoughts, I think, through the film analysis. What I will say is I'm going to echo what Graham said. I mean, I, I think Kirby would tell you, and, and you've heard him say this um, in not as many words as I'm going to say it, but the, the the previous, you know, Oregon and South Carolina were not as good as they seemed, and Kent State was not as bad as it seemed. I think that's generally the way that things go when you're in this type of a program. So you have these moments where, you know, Oregon, we absolutely, you know, Georgia absolutely blasted Oregon. Um but Kirby said after the game, a lot of mistakes. There's a lot of things that you, you all don't notice. And we talked about some of those in the film review for Oregon and the film review for South Carolina, right? Like it's not all sunshine uh, and roses when you're blowing teams out. It's also not doom all, all doom and gloom when you give up 22 points to Kent State. So there are a lot of things, as Graham said, I think we're going to be, be real. We're not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, but at the same time, um, it's never, especially early in the season, it's really important for the football team not to get too high, not to get too low. Um, and as a as a fan who was yelling at, um, uh, at yelling things <laughs> on Saturday, I think I have to remind myself that of that too. You know, don't get too high, don't get too low. You're never as good as you are on your good days. You're never as bad as you are on the bad ones. There you go. Love it. I think, yeah, no, I think that sums it up very well. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've got plenty of notes, as I know you guys do as well. But, but if you want to jump into the plays, we can start kind of talking about the nitty-gritty here. Yeah, let's do it. Clip All one. right. So, yeah, clip one. And this is offense and defense mixed, and we're just going to go chronologically through the game. But this is the deep ball to lad. Uh Not a ton of a nap here. This is – uh, you know, Stetson puts this in a cap spot. I like the the shot. It's it's kind of a 50-50 ball. And, you know, is it, it a huge that he didn't come up with it? Like, no, but it's it's a catchable pass. And I thought it was interesting. Stetson on 20-plus yard throws in this game. Uh, PFF gave him an adjusted completion rating of, of 75%. And – uh, you know, basically there was only one completion on 20 plus yard throws. So he was pretty accurate with his deep balls. They just weren't caught. Um, Clip four. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, so you see uh, you're going to have a run play, and it's going to come off the right side of Kent State's offensive line, and Nolan Smith is basically sitting here in the hole and just doesn't really break down and make the tackle. Um, and then Georgia doesn't do a good job of rallying to the ball. You see Mondin get locked up at the second level there by the offensive lineman. Uh, everyone's kind of getting washed out. Starks comes in. You got a big 300-pounder pushing the pile, and everybody falls forward. It's just like you're not really used to seeing teams push the pile against Georgia's defense. All right, let me see if I can get this muff punt. I, mean, I hope to goodness I got it, so it might be at the end. It may not be there. It's okay. Oh, Lord. Don't. I don't have the muff punt. I'm sorry, Graham. That's okay. We all saw We all saw it's all right. You all saw the muff punt. I, I mean, I, John, I'd love to hear your opinion on it, but my personal opinion is just we've kind of seen Lad get being like more and more cavalier with visions over the yeah. last few weeks and – one finally came back to bite him on – there's been punts previously he should have fair caught that he didn't. And Yeah. Well, I think you saw that, it, you know, in the clip you saw right after you saw Kirby on the sidelines talking to him, and I think that's exactly what he was saying, right? I mean, I think that it's probably something um, that has been mentioned before by it's got Kirby or some other, probably some other coach, right, about Lad – um, his his demeanor when catching those punts. And I think it's just a, you get out there, you get comfortable as a returner. You definitely have to get in a mental space of where you're just comfortable, where you're you're trying to tune out everything around you. You're trying to catch the ball. Um, and sometimes you, when you're as good of a player as Lad McConkey, you can get too comfortable. I know that sounds crazy, but you can absolutely get to a place no, where right. you just, you're too comfortable. You're too confident. You think like, okay, I've got this. And then all of a sudden you don't. And I think that's probably some of what um, what Kirby was was talking to him about, especially, you know, when you think about fair catching, when you think just the safe. One of the things that Georgia does very, very well on special teams, especially on returns, is they're very safe with their returns. Right. You don't see you don't see them taking a lot of risk in that area. And that's probably what Kirby was coaching them up on, both the confidence, overconfident being, you know, being um Focus but not comfortable is kind of where you have to get to. All right. Shout out to my guy to podcast guys because they have already broken their they sort of look at it a little differently, not obviously our podcast and stuff, but they're great. Mm -hmm. But shout out to number one John, who mm -hmm. was with his family all day, didn't watch the game, then drove to Gulf Shores, but still got got up on Sunday morning to do their breakdown. So big shout out mm -hmm. to those guys. And number two, uh Jim brought up a great point that he saw Kirby, as I understand on, on his rewatch say that was a selfish play by McConkey, and that's mm. sort of the theme of what you're talking about is like yeah yeah i mean like everyone wants to make a play yeah sure it's kent state but, you're better than they are but yeah that was a selfish play i mean that's, yeah i think yeah. that's a it's fair the, assessment that's good coaching yeah, the, if that's the case the, yeah it's the focus but not overconfident and the focus but not and, and comfortable but not too comfortable it's a weird dynamic well, but um yeah and I, th I mean i think you want your athletes to make plays that's what they're there mm -hmm. for and I don't want to repeat what you already said, John, because I think you made a lot of good points. But, like, the only thing I would add to it is that if you're Sean Lewis and you're the coach of Kent State, like, you probably want your guy taking that shit because in a game against – like, in a game when you're a giant underdog, the variant says, like, try to return a kickoff because sure. you never know. You might pop one for a touchdown and you, you know, yeah. basically have stolen, stolen seven mm -hmm. points. And similar rules kind of apply with punt returns. But, like, Georgia mm – -hmm. There's a reason why they're safe with punt returns, and it's because if Georgia wins, you know, not even wins the turnover battle. If Georgia doesn't terribly lose the turnover battle with the defense that they have, then like mm -hmm. they're gonna win almost 100 percent of the time. Like they, you know, yep. what Kirby Smart does is remove uncertainty, um, and I think mm -hmm. that's why when a play like that happens, you know, or a game like they just did where they are minus three in turnover margin. Or I guess minus two with a punt, so minus three in my mind. Uh, they still win by seventeen, but like, yeah, it's just it doesn't really like that play doesn't fall into the UGA under Kirby Smart ethos, you know. Next up, you've got the the INT to uh, let's see, Rosemi, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I 
Matt Stinchcomb on the broadcast made the good point of like Rosemead can't let. Oh, did I mislabel this? Oh, here it is. Yeah, this is yeah. It. Another uh, excellent... Rosemead can't. <laughs> yeah, SEC so Network lit. struggled on the uh, <laughs> broadcast. Time. Yeah, there. Were... You, you can't <laughs> let this defensive back cross your face if you're Marcus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're Stetson and your guy has a step, like you've got to, you know, this is not a sideline stop you know, kind of comeback route or 50-50 ball. Like, this is one that you throw out in front of him and let him run into the paint of the end zone and catch. And it's it's an underthrown ball. But I do think yeah. that Rosemead – Rosemead – I heard Kirby talk about after the game, and he said he was not the primary read on the play. And if you go back at, right when Stetson's throwing it, you can see uh, – I think it's Ladd is wide open at the top mm-hmm. of the screen. Right there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like – and with what he does in space – he probably runs for another five to 10 yards at least with that ball. And so, you know, I think there was a point of emphasis coming into the game for them to try and press the ball downfield more because no one's made them do it. And that's yeah. kind of what I was talking about in 12 takeaways. when I was like, Georgia was trying to create adversity for themselves. Kent state did a great job of doing it for them, but like yeah. there was a lot of play calls where it was like, no, we're not just going to come out and dink and dunk and let our really good tight ends lead block for our very capable, you know, wide receivers and running backs and just get 12 yards of pop on the edges. And I think that this was kind of a product of that. There was also an interesting quote from Stetson to the, the broadcast crew where he said he went back and looked at the tape from South Carolina and thought that he missed some opportunities where he took like the short, throw and could have made big plays yeah. downfield and that's great but don't you like i don't know it's like i, I don't want Stetson to get too far back into yolo mentality and uh start, <laughs> start trying to go bombs away because well, they don't have to yeah well in that situation exactly that's the situation right you don't have to in that situation throw that ball um but it, it can be both like you just did a great job breaking down graham it can be the, the ball needed to be further out, uh, deeper, you know, uh, into the tor- more toward the end zone, a little bit, few yards, maybe like three yards deeper. Um, but Rosemi can't let the the DB like come across his face to go get the ball. Like you got to fight for the ball. And so it can be both. Um, that's a great point. I, I did feel, I did feel like Stetson was in a situation today where he was trying to, you know, Again, being maybe, I don't know, maybe it's, it's, maybe there were opportunities where he felt like it was time to try some of those throws. But um, that one in particular, I don't, I still, for me, I still put on the, on the receiver mostly. It's like you gotta, like, you can't just let a DB just jump in front of you and grab a ball. But at the same time, you know, Setson was definitely forcing some things. But YOLO Setson, we just need, we just need to, one put point, him, put him, yeah, play half. yeah exactly. Just it's fine. Yeah. Take your shots, but like, don't. Yeah, we don't need too much of that, please. <laughs> All right, clip nineteen. Yeah, uh, clip eighteen notes here. Clip eighteen. Yep. Watch this. Look at that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So this is an incomplete pass, but watch the bottom of your screen here. You got Lassiter in coverage, and he doesn't get hands on the wide receiver at the snap, which is not good if you're up here playing press. Mm-hmm. And then basically he lets this guy just run away from him, looks surprised by his quickness, gives up mm-hmm. inside leverage. Uh, safety, you know, doesn't get over there. Like that, if it's a well-thrown ball, may turn into a 95-yard yeah. touchdown. Yeah, I mean, if that's if that's Bryce Young or Hendon Hooker throwing that ball, or even Will Levis throwing that ball, you're you're probably in trouble right there. Yeah. So, All right. Now we're going to do 19. Watch this. Kaboom. Bam. Ratledge. All right. So, yeah, Ratledge in at right guard. Uh, you just have a, a basic, you know, no tight ends, no inline tight ends into the game. And he just gets blown back at the snap there. And his guy is going to just easily turn to his left and tackle the running back. Uh, I believe that's McIntosh in the game. Um there's a, we're, I mean, like, I don't want to pick on anybody. Like, these are all college kids, and you know, mm-hmm. I, we always try to keep that in mind. But we also do want to give honest analysis. And there's quite a few plays in here where, 
like guard play again for me, even after what happened on defense on Saturday is back to be mm-hmm. my number one concern with Georgia's football mm-hmm. team. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there was, there was, um, we'll, we'll see them. We don't have to talk about it at nauseum here because we will see them as we go. Plenty of, plenty of yeah. opportunity for the guards to actually, you know, I mean, you, <laughs> Again, Kent Kirby spent all week saying Kent State was a good football team. There are they some are good plays. They are, they are, and there are some plays that you're going to see, like that one where the wide receiver beat Lasseter. There's they have athletes on the field mm-hmm. up front. You can't. There there are some times where the guards got beat that you just can't. You absolutely can't let that happen when you're the University of Georgia at Kent State, right? Like you can. There can be a, a quick five stars playing exactly. There can be. A, there can be. Yeah. yeah. There can be. There can be a QB that you know. You got a quick wide receiver. You got a running back. You got you know a quarterback that's pretty good. At the line of scrimmage, you cannot get beat by a MAC team when you're the University of Georgia, and that happened multiple times. Graham, and your twelve takeaways that everyone eats up on Sundays, which is always again is is was once again always great. Uh, you talked about some drops Thanks. and stats and stats. So here he is, twenty-five with uh, a Dylan Bell drop, I believe. Yep. Yeah, and this, I mean Bell's at the top of the screen here, and. You're talking about a guy who, with A.D. Mitchell out of the lineup, is getting more opportunities. And this is just hmm. – I mean, like, that's that ball's maybe – you could argue that it's slightly behind him. I also think that's yeah. probably the right throw because you don't want to get him killed running him into mm-hmm. the safety. Uh, mm-hmm. But that that's just a catch that college wide receiver has to make. Like, there's – you know, there's really no excuse for that one. Um mm-hmm. I also question with what we know about Monken's offense, like being read based, if Bennett maybe wanted him to read the coverage and and sit down a little more than he did, or kind of, you know, if there was a little slight miscommunication on what they were both seeing there, but either way, a drop is a drop. Uh, You've got some more line notes here on 27. Uh, Yes. Uh, So you're, if you'll pause right here, Right there, that's perfect. Yeah. So you see Ratledge, sixty-nine. He's about a yard off the line of scrimmage, and there's another helmet behind his helmet, and that's Cedric Van Peran. And you basically, what's happening here is one of them is blocking the wrong guy. Uh, they're they're basically like double teamed on the wrong guy. I think <laughs> Ratledge should be taking this guy okay. coming inside. Yeah. Agree. Van Peran doesn't really block anybody on the play. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then you see Tate try to reach out there, and it's too late, and the guy he's reaching for is going to tackle Dejan. Yeah, what you want is you want right there is somebody's got to get to that second level, and that's the guard in that situation, and not the center, right? And it looks like mm-hmm. that Tate engaged, and then you can see Van Pran look like he's turning around looking like, like, "What am I oh, supposed to do?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he's expecting the guard to to chip and then get to the next level, and it just doesn't happen because Tate just stays engaged with that guy. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, this here's is the, the alligator, the lad. Tate. Yeah, and I mean, I just think this is. I'm afraid I'm about to get lit up. It's fair. <laughs> yeah, fair. it's totally I mean, fair. That was, it's totally yeah. fair. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like Stetson's good about not throwing his guys into bad situations. Yeah, um, I think he's got to throw that lower, right? So he can go down to the ground, you know, catch it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. up at his shoulder pads. And, you know, that's in his waist or his numbers right there. He can get it and go down. But yeah, I'm, yeah, that's probably equal. Don't you think it's equal Stetson equal lad on that? Um, yeah, and I, I would say that's probably more. To be honest, that's, you know, people will disagree, but at the college level, that's probably more Stetson for me on this one. To be honest, because I mean, yeah, Lad's got to make that catch, but also, I mean, you you have that guy right in your right in your line of sight, and that and that's got to be all he was thinking about is that guy's about to knock his helmet off. Um, yeah, and and so he's you know again you want you want players like lab McConkie to make that catch, but you also, you know, you gotta, it's, it's tough for them um, in that situation. I do think if you threw it low and, you know, threw it in that same spot, but threw it, you know, maybe a foot lower, you're probably in a better, better situation. 
Yeah, but, uh, no, but also, I mean, I, I think that's a minute. That, I mean, throwing it a foot lower is an NFL quarterback move, right? Like, that's not as that's a you know, I mean, well, yeah, and I mean, I just think like yeah. I don't know that he tries to throw that pass if it's not in the end zone, anyways. Yeah, true, like, very true. Um, so I, I mean, I, both guys could have done stuff better, but my personal opinion is like that's still a ball that's that's hitting him in stride and yeah i agree with the point about coming down but like yeah you know this is not ronnie lott coming over the middle in the 1980s nfl like (laughs) no one's gonna take his teeth out it's like there there are actual rules to protect him from getting his head knocked off um yeah so that's a that's a very fair point and i mean let's be honest i mean i've been I've I've played college football at, at all. I mean, I've played football at all levels, and at every level, you hear from peewee football all the way through college. If it hits you in two hands, you got to make the catch. Like that's every yeah. coach will tell you that, no matter what. It's like it hit you in the hands, you got to catch it. So, um, yeah. And so that drop leads to the next play. Um, again, Ratledge at right guard. Uh, you see McClendon standing up there at right tackle on his left side is Tate Ratledge. Uh, and he's just going to – and McIntosh is going to miss a blitz pickup here too, but Ratledge basically just gets speed rushed off his right shoulder, never never gets square on the defender. And then McIntosh right here just, I don't know what, kind of dives at the ground, doesn't try to pick the guy up. <laughs> And so the guy that McIntosh misses, it's kind of funny, actually, like if you want to just have a light moment, the guy that McIntosh doesn't pick up just puts Ratledge in the back, which means, which kind of like has him push the guy he's supposed to be blocking into the sack. Uh, Not ideal offensive line play. Not optimal. (laughs) Yeah, suboptimal. Uh, All right. And then we got we got a 30, right? 30. Where we yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, here we go. Yeah, and on this play, you're going to have Lassiter in the slot. And, I mean, this is not a big deal. Like, this is me <laughs> picking a little bit. But I, <laughs> I do think – Well, there's – like, you see how he's lined up on the outside shoulder at snap? Like, he's given inside leverage away mm-hmm. pretty easily. And that – like, that was a problem – the way that he leveraged things was a problem throughout the game. So I'm just mm-hmm. kind of using this as an example for uh, other things that are coming down the pipe here in a moment. But, yeah, I mean, like, can you live with a seven-yard completion? Absolutely. But I think if you're Georgia and you're playing Kent State, you want your number two DB to be able to, like, get up closer than eight yards cushion and feel a little more comfortable with the speed of the – receiver he's playing yeah. all right so ratledge gets off the gets off the uh the gram and then we go back to lad some more <laughs> yeah this is the fumble from lad i didn't do um, the whole replay the 16 cover you know angles of this because it was just sad it's yeah. okay yeah i mean yeah. i don't have any there's no analysis for this it's, just it's a good play. i mean it's no. a good defensive play yeah, but it's also it it's also. Oh, go for it. Sorry. No, it's all I was saying. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's the ball transfer, right? Like we don't have to watch it ad nauseum, but you can see him for whatever reason. He's still. It's like the you've got to tuck that ball, and you're st- when you're in that crowd and you have that transfer going on. It's like you can't. It's it's just yeah, just bad. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, we're okay. I'll stop. I'm, I'm going to get mad again. Ball security. <laughs> I, I I go back to like I got yelled at so much for ball security when I played. All right, so let's I do some more drinking and yelling. Play forty. Let's do it. <laughs> so this is the long screen touchdown. Um, Lassiter, his job on this play is to send that guy inside. Uh, Christopher Smith is coming inside because he expects him to be sent there now. That's an assumption on his part that was made prematurely. But, like, if you watch this play back in real time, like, you're going to see a Kent State offensive lineman put his hands up mm-hmm. for touchdown, like, before the frame even clears it right yeah, there it, on the bottom left corner. Like, he was gone the moment that this yeah. 
this leverage gets messed up. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right, Graham. So like the, the biggest issue on this play was that Lasseter got absolutely manhandled by that receiver. And, um, and I would also say this is another situation where, um, you know, I mean, you mentioned being surprised by quickness. I think there were times where, again, not picking on the guy. He's a young player, and he's he's gonna he's played very well at times. But there are times where Kamari Lasseter specifically seemed to be a little bit surprised by mm-hmm. like that that block right there. Like, I mean, that guy just absolutely the yeah. yeah, the physicality, the quickness. Like, I think there was some times where, um, yeah, where where. They were just surprised. And I think that does come down to, you know, people talk about complacency. People talk about mindset being number one, rat poison, all these things. I don't, I think those things are sometimes overblown, but in those moments, that's where you really see it. You really see it where you think you can just show up and you're going to be better than the guy across from you. And then when all of a sudden, like (laughs) you're getting blocked and getting your, um, well, almost that's an old saying getting, uh, getting something knocked in the dirt um <laughs> we we used to, we used get, to your na- said, get your nil deal knocked in the dirt yeah, n- yeah. no it's, it's well your, i mean your, I, your waste we got it yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> i think the thing that is also like frustrating about that play is that mm-hmm. if you watch george's inside linebackers and and even like the safeties that are closer to the middle of the field like Starks and, and you know, some of these guys. Like, the, the biggest play for me in the national title game in Indianapolis was Trevon Walker running down a Jai Hall, like, 15 yards downfield after he had made three guys miss. And on this play, you see a bunch of dudes that are jogging along over to the sideline, and then all of a sudden they realize, like, oh, this dude's clear, and they start running fast. But if they had ran as fast as they're capable of running, as we see them run all the time, at the snap pursuing that ball to the outside. Like you see, Oh, Oh crap. Okay. Now we got to run. Like, I think that someone probably makes that play. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't, but you'd still like to see them running hard on that replay. Will Kaplan in the uh, forum says you've turning into coach 30. (laughs) Just down his leg. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no (laughs) athlete. Yeah. We're talking about getting stuff knocked in the dirt. Like, we're just gonna. The, the, the more we watch this, I think we're just gonna slowly morph into gonna a insult coach mother before this is over. Um, I'll let Josh do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh. <laughs> clip 41. We'll clip 41 on that note. Yeah. And so, this is uh, the long bomb to McConkey. I thought this was a great throw. Like, I, I think mm. this is, I, I feel like. He, you know, I I didn't get too many angles of this. What a but throw, man! Yeah, I felt like he kind of like raised up on it. J- just off his reaction, you can tell he knows he should have caught it. I mean, yeah, it goes right through his. Hands. I mean, it's perfect. He's in stride. That's exactly what you yeah. want. His arms are extended, but not. You know, he's not reaching. He's absolutely just putting that basket out there. That's exactly what you want. That's. I don't. You couldn't throw that any better if you had, you know, a hundred more tries. You could probably throw it as good as that, but probably not better. I mean, right. that's just perfect. Mm. All right, forty-four. So, moving, yeah, moving so, along. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Moving along. Uh, you're good. Uh, so on the right side, and I mean, I don't know what the play call was, but I, I'm pretty sure this is just zone blocking from Georgia's offensive line, mm-hmm. which I, which should mean it's Milton's play to read basically, but there's a nice hole on the right there. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got, I believe that might be Mims in at right tackle and Ratledge is doing a nice job and mm-hmm. Van Pran has his guy locked up. Like, yeah, that's a that's hole a that he can yeah, that's a hole. run through. Um, nobody over there. Yeah. Yeah. And he cuts it left and do a bunch of guys and it doesn't go it does real not time. Well. Ratledge, get back in there. Here it comes. 46. Yeah, we're gonna watch this real time. <laughs> but that was nice. That was nice work from him right there on forty-four. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is gonna be. Yeah, he's at right guard here, and he's just gonna let his defender beat him to the edge. It's it causes Milton to have to cut inside towards the bad guys. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, like, I would like to think that Kendall, if he turns it on and hits the Jets, uh, maybe he can just head to the pylon and outrun that guy. But, I mean, still, he's not supposed to be there. And that's why you're – Cut it back inside. I don't know. What do yeah, you think, for John? sure. No, it's it's again. We talked about this in in the last film review. I mean, I do think there's a lot of um, following the helmets of your blockers, and there's a guy. I mean, that, when that guy is upfield like that, like you're gonna have to cut back. But yeah, um, man, it's it's a combination of that burst and that vision that just feels like. There are great moments in between the tackles where that burst is there. I, I think in you know these kind of situations, you 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 would see um, in years past, right? Um, you would see a DeAndre Swift or you'd see uh, Zamir White um, uh, to a certain extent. Like you would see those guys definitely plant that foot and go right so you see yeah. the guy coming up field you plant that foot and that burst and that's just what we're not seeing at the moment from Kendall it doesn't mean it's not there for him just we're right. just not seeing it at the moment and well it remains to be seen of when it's going to come along well and it's like I it's hard not to wonder if McIntosh is in the game does yeah. he have the speed to just outrun all of that to the pylon absolutely yeah yeah 49 uh, Yes. Okay. Uh, this is going to be Mondin inside linebacker and just misses this tackle on the edge mm -hmm. on the screen. And, and it's another situation where like George's secondary looks a little surprised by the physicality and speed of mm -hmm. Kent state. You know, they're getting pushed. I mean, good blocking. You got it. You got yeah, that great lineman out there. I mean, yeah. They're a very like assignment sound do not make mistakes to hurt mm -hmm. themselves type of football mm -hmm. team. Like I look forward to betting on them in their conference. play. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, they're, I mean, they're the reigning Mac champions, but also, yeah. you know, you can't miss that tackle. If you're, For if sure. you're a linebacker at the university of Georgia, you got to make that tackle. Absolutely. 52. Uh, yeah. And so this is the halfback screen and this is just not enough guys reading eyes i feel like i mean it, it's set up perfectly by kent state they get a wall of defenders out there it is not killy ringo's fault that he's gonna have to take on three dudes at once and it i mean it's it's sad what they do to kill here but uh <laughs> I, I mean just georgia's got too much speed and quickness and experience to not read that better and and be out there they're playing that and it's i mean like there's gonna be good plays the other team has and, and executes, but, but like I mean, Georgia's speed should not get outflanked by three Mac O linemen. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, look at the, so you, so you have just not to belabor it, but you have a linebacker and two defensive linemen that are trailing all of these offensive linemen going down the field. And you can't let, I mean, again, with that athleticism, you can't let three offensive linemen from Kent State beat you down the field. <laughs> um, you know, that's yeah, yeah, it's tough. Moving on to 76. Okay, so the run is going to go to the left side, it's going to go between left tackle and left guard where Truss and McClendon are. But mm -hmm. Ratledge is up on at right guard again, and his guy is just gonna shuck him and work his way down into that hole. And that and that's rough, man. Like, I'm just gonna be honest, like. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're you're having a bad day. You're struggling a little bit. Like, all right, maybe we just don't call plays behind Tate for a couple series. But like, being in a situation where we can't go off the left side of our line because mm -hmm. your guy, you know, you're not quick enough, or you're not you're not physical enough, or you're not engaging your man well enough to just yeah. get a stalemate and let us do our thing on the left side is is a bad situation. Mm -hmm. Next play, 77, maybe. Yeah. Yes. So this is just a missed throw from Stetson. Um, and, I mean, I thought he played a good game on Saturday, but it's just like third third and five in the red zone, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. You want to see the drive continue and a touchdown score. It's a fine route by Rosemey. He's wide open. Yeah. Just get him. Got to make that throw. 81, 
We're we're almost there. Yeah, Stay so, with us, guys. It's not. It's not. <laughs> this is another another leverage mistake. Uh, in fairness to Nolan Smith, like he's double team, but Lassiter has to keep himself from running his way. Like he just basically runs upfield straight and mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, um, I mean, you got to get to the get to the boundary, man. Yeah, let everybody else filter him inside. Let everybody else. You got nine other guys coming to help you. Yeah, and I thought the linebackers were, you know, I mean, like the rest of the defense ran well on that play. They were guys to make that play if they filter that inside. Um, this is, you know, I I don't know what the call was. I mean, like again, this is one that's a little more nitpick, but I I do think Starks. Giving that much cushion and giving mm. up inside leverage when you're playing the short side of the field like that is just, you know, especially where you are on the field in the red zone. I felt like he's too good of an athlete to give up eight yards of cushion and backpedal a snap against a Mac receiver in this situation. Jumping ahead to 96. Yeah, so you're up 16. You're about to get the ball back. Things are starting to feel like they're calming down. Order's being restored. And you're not looking out for a fake punt. You know? I mean, it's two straight weeks with a fake punt. Honestly, I think uh, that's kind of a favor to Georgia because almost everyone they're going to play is going to come into the game and say, we need to steal a possession. Yeah. Well, and Kirby said it. I mean, he he said in the the post game, and I I think – Right there, I mean, I, I think it was Malachi Starks that that Kirby said um, he didn't mention names, but he said, you know, we practice it. He said you have you have man there, and yeah. we're in a safe, we're in punt safe. Like you can see that they they don't have you know eight guys on the line. They've got guys, you know, playing in position to look for that. And then you see, um, and I, again, I don't know if it was Malachi or not, if it was his fault, but who had that particular guy, but the way they're lined up, you see him right. run. And then all of a sudden you realize like, Oh no, I got this guy <laughs> and uh, not good. And then that yeah. started off the, the continued that went, went 97, right? Yeah. And so Stackhouse, uh, this is the very next play. Stackhouse 78 is going to just get blocked out of the play at D tackle. Yeah. And, and Dumas Johnson played, I thought a good game on Saturday, but he comes, mm-hmm. he comes downhill too quick here and fills the wrong yeah. gap. To, to me, I'll say this. This to me was the worst play of the game for the Georgia defense because I, kind of I mean they didn't do they they didn't do anything special on this play. They just beat you, um, right? I mean they just yeah. absolutely. You had a linebacker that was filling the wrong hole. You had a defensive lineman that just got beat, just got whipped. You had a running back that broke a tackle. I mean um, that. Those are the kind of plays you can have some of these other mistakes happen. You can't just get beat by a Mac team in Sanford Stadium on a play like or that. any team for that matter. But I yeah, mean, like- and, and it, yeah, and 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 I mean, you know, it was whatever it was. I mean, third and one or whatever. But it was, I mean, it was like it was an obvious rundown, and you just you just got beat, and that's um. Those are the things that you you have to be able to win those particular situations on a regular basis, and and so for me that was all right. We got folks on the bridge. We got folks on the bridge. Let's get through these last three plays. All right, let's do it. One hundred. All right, so Mondin uh, at the bottom does not set the edge, but what's probably even more egregious is Lassiter. You're seeing him get blocked downfield here. Maybe go back to the start of this play. Uh, Lassiter's lined up at the bottom, at the very bottom. And this wide receiver is just going to take old boy for a ride, man. Uh, he's 10 yards downfield. Like, that's not great. And then linebackers, you know, don't really scrape and fill like they should. Mondin doesn't set the edge like he should. It's third and one. Like, it's third and one, and you got guys getting blown off the ball. It's not a good look. And 106. Yeah, so miscommunication of some sort up front leads to a defender coming unblocked. Stetson has to get rid of it too soon. I, That's another one I think may have been on Rattledge. He's 
you know, basically picking up Van Pran's guy with him instead of waiting mm-hmm. on that delay. And that's why you're you're throwing the ball early and Mac Macintosh isn't ready to catch it. And Macintosh, you know, we know how he is. Like if he gets that ball in space, a lot can happen. Um, um, and then last one. Xavier, get in there. You didn't get you did not escape Graham. <laughs> yeah, so trust. Uh, so this is gonna be a screenplay. So your your offensive linemen are gonna release downfield here, and trust doesn't block the right guy. Ratledge doesn't block anybody. Um, neither of them really. I was. They just blocked each other right at the very end. Yeah, uh, they run into each other, and that's the most contact that they made on this play. Out there to be right. large obstacles. <laughs> I mean. Literally <laughs> ran to each other. And hey, we're having a laugh. Yeah. We're having yeah. a laugh. That's... So I mean, all you can do at the end of the, at the end of the low lights, all you can do is have have a laugh. Yeah, and I think for me, like, I don't know if there's a a grand takeaway or synopsis on this or whatever. Like, the defensive thing doesn't worry me very much. I mean, like, I put in my practice report, Kirby's at practice today, hands-on with the linebackers and defensive backs, calmly explaining, like, this is where you need to stand in this situation. And this leverage thing, I think, will be fixed. I think what's frustrating, but also maybe, like, comforting or probably should be comforting for Georgia fans is I I think a lot of this is just lack of focus, lack of effort, and not, you know, reading reading the, the headlines as cliche as it, Georgia showed up for this game like they just thought they were going to out-athlete Kent State, and Kent State was going to lay down as soon as they got up 10 points, and and they didn't do that. And I think that it's a good lesson for UGA to learn. I don't worry about the defensive side of the ball. Some of this stuff on the offensive line, you know, could be a problem. Um, I know the run game has been situationally – very successful and this is very much a pass first offense but like this is still the sec and at some point there's gonna be a day where you gotta be able to just you know there's gonna be a fourth quarter in a seven point game where you gotta go have a a six minute drive to run the clock out and if your right guard is doing this it's gonna be next to impossible to make that happen yeah well if you look at um you know the offensive line, so that I agree with you, Graham. The, the defense, you have a lot of you have a lot of young guys and young, n- not just young. You got some tr- true freshman play, and then you have guys that have played that have barely played um, over the la- their their first year or even two at Georgia. On the offensive line, if you look between Broderick Jones, Xavier Trust, Van Pran, uh, Warren McClendon, they have a hundred and one games and forty five starts between those guys and then if you look at all those guards that are playing so that's you know ratledge and um 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 there's trust ratledge and yeah trust yeah Willick. some of those guys yeah exactly yeah. some of those guys you, you know you have another 148 games played in like 66 <laughs> starts between like the remaining 12 offensive linemen in that group so you're in a situation where you you should be better versus Kent State based on that experience up front and also just based on you're some of the best on paper linemen in the country, right? I mean, you should be able to to just beat them physically because you should be better than them than that line of scrimmage for a Mac team. And that's that's the one thing, you know, I take away from me. Um, I'm not concerned about Lad, not concerned about, you know, interception from Stetson or any of those kinds of things. Um, the offensive line specifically at guard is going to have to play a lot better. Um, especially, you know, you're starting the sec grind now and you're not going to have a Mac defensive line across from you anymore. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess one thing I, like Georgia still never punted in this game. But, I mean, like this offense true. is yeah. incredible and yeah. you know, it's doing it despite some, some issues, but um I thought the thing that was kind of interesting was just like some of the, I'll put it this way. Like 
Georgia's offensive play calling against Oregon and South Carolina looked different than it did mm. against Kent State and Samford. Mm. And I think, mm. you know, you look at the defensive side of the ball, the substitution patterns were different against Kent than they were against Oregon and South Carolina. And I do think that's smart. Like, I think it's like it, if Georgia gets better, does it matter? Will it matter in November that they only beat Kent State by 17? Absolutely not. Um, only by 17. Know, yeah. To Alabama fans on Twitter, it is the hot news of the day. But in reality, it does not matter at all. Um, I just, I, I think. I'm interested to see the red with the red zone in particular. Mm-hmm. They're perfect in the red zone against Oregon and South Carolina. Maybe kicked one field goal against South Carolina, but relatively perfect in the red zone, scoring touchdowns mm-hmm. on the season. And then against these G5 teams, they're not. How much of that is them drilling other things or trying to, you know, develop other other patterns on tape and. Mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, but I will start well, worrying about the red zone offense if it starts struggling against power five opponents. Well, I mean, you know, Kirby Kirby learned how to run this caliber of program from Nick Saban. We can say that, and Nick Saban is notorious for using these types of games to test the team in ways that they won't necessarily be tested in terms of whether it's play calling, whether it's certain types of things they want to work on. And I know that sounds very cliche, but but it's just the truth. I mean, there are things you mentioned it that Georgia ran that whether it's because they didn't want to show certain things that they have in their repertoire, because you definitely don't want to go out and, and show versus Sanford or Kent State uh, what you're going to run versus, you know, Auburn or Missouri or some of these other teams. But um, yeah. but I think it's probably more of just, you know, you you have to continue to work on fundamentals. And that sounds, you know, again, cliche, but these are the – the types of games where um, at least, you know, Nick Saban, the best to ever do it is notorious for, for doing some of that. And I wouldn't put it past uh, Kirby smart to be doing some of that too. I mean, this could be Kirby shit through a 10 horn game, you know, yeah. the Alabama I mean, <laughs> triple option, Georgia Southern yeah. game from, yeah. I think their 2011 national title season or whatever, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I do think Georgia will get better from this. And I think like, I mean, watching this tape is frustrating, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's some things that are concerning on it. And then the other side of it is like, you go back and watch South Carolina tape Mm -hmm. and you're like, well, you know, they threw a lot of screens at Georgia that day and they leveraged them well. You know, I mean, I I think that there's learning that happens from it. But I am am interested to see the uh, substitution patterns at right guard Mm -hmm. over the next couple of weeks and what that rep share looks like in practice because – Maybe there's just the you know maybe Ratledge is just still working his way back from a really bad injury. I'm sure he is, and mm-hmm. maybe there's just a belief of like we can kind of paper over this until he's back to you know full on hundred percent football shape, and maybe that's Florida or I don't know when, but maybe there's just a belief internally like our ceiling is highest if if he stays in that spot and we just kind of deal with some lumps. I don't know. Yeah. Josh is going to play uh, some highlights. So I just I mean, want I, you to I'm know not going to break all these down. Uh, yeah, I just want you to know that I screwed up and didn't have the best play of the whole game, but uh, you guys talked enough. I was able to export it, and here it is. What was that? <laughs> the Bowers play. Right? The Bowers oh, play. I still screwed up. I didn't even get it right. Oh, that was yeah. That's not that. There was two clip twos. So, you had two. Clip here it twos. is. Here it is. There here it you is. go. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, this is it. This is definitely it. it. I mean, come on. Yeah, Jordan's like, it could be worse. You could pull for a team that doesn't have Brock Bowers on. I mean, I I saw an incredible stat that he has three rushing touchdowns and three rushing attempts this season. And those three rushing touchdowns are more than like quite a few FBS teams have with hundreds of rushing attempts. It's crazy. Well, Kirby Kirby also said uh, he, something to the effect in, in his press conference, you know, that Brock Bowers – somebody asked, you know, would you line him up at running back? And Kirby was like, we'll, we'll line him up wherever. Like, the guy can play. And he's like, if it's we need to player. line him up there, we'll line him up. Yeah. And, uh, and that, you know, I think that's even oversimplifying it. I mean, it's just 
that type of play right there is just wild because that's just an absolute athlete just outrunning everybody, which is um, very rare even when you're playing a MAC team. Dumas Johnson, yeah, for sure. Sack, right? Yeah, no, I wasn't really planning on like breaking all these down in depth. I just didn't want people yeah. to slit the wrist after watching this show um, <laughs> but i mean yeah that like I, I thought one thing that was interesting is georgia had two sacks on the first drive of the game i mean that's really well played in the run by nolan and jdj uh yeah like georgia did some i, did I think they had the two sacks in the first six plays or so um and then kent state never really went into a true pass set again. I mean, like, they only ran six plays in this game that mm-hmm. uh, you would kind of classify as, like, true drop-back pass situations where there's an opportunity to get quarterback pressure. Um, mm-hmm. So, I'm not – I don't know if anyone's watching this and is like, well, I didn't see the defense getting a bunch of pressure in the backfield. It's like they just – they ran screens in quick game all afternoon yep. after the first drive, and they realized – we're not going to block these dudes for enough time for us to run a traditional passing offense. It's the same reason that Georgia didn't get pressure on Bo Nix. I mean, Oregon was trying the same thing, just uh, oddly not as successfully as as Kent State. Let's talk about this curious uh, block here. All right. Yeah. I mean, this is just a good run. Curious is in the slot. He comes in motion. He's going to do a great job. Come in high speed into that linebacker. Perfect. And that allows McIntosh to pop that. Just getting in the way. I like That's it. right. This is, I mean, you, I thought the run defense was, you know, aside from that, a couple of plays we showed on the whole, the run defense was very good. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there was never really a moment where, Except besides that one blown coverage by Lasseter downfield, you didn't really have a moment. Yeah. There was well, much to worry about. Like, you know, they, they yeah. weren't attacking Georgia downfield with wide receivers exactly. running open. Yeah. And I know it's so I, I know it's PFF and people have, you know, different feelings about these things. But believe it or not, mm-hmm. the Georgia overall defensive grade for this game was higher than, than, um, than the South Carolina game, which was a little odd to me, but um, but I think um, I'm sorry. The overall um, uh, run Team defense, grades? No, no, the run defense of this game was significantly higher mm-hmm. than than the run defense um, for the South Carolina game, which was which was interesting. So there was a there was you know a lot of good play on the defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah, even I mean, though gave up 22 points. 42% success rate allowed, rush defense, mm-hmm. uh, a pretty low EPA, and mm-hmm. under five yards of play on on uh, rushing plays. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. I think that seven yards of pass attempt is inflated by that one big pass play. So, I think overall I can see how that grade was – you know, there, there, there was a, a few bad plays that, that showed – showed up but um yeah there was a lot of good plays i think we're gonna gonna run through some more of them too yeah uh, i mean josh you can just i mean like i like i said i wasn't planning on going yeah. through all these and in, in depth we'll just, man if you want to yeah say a few. this yeah. is a great this is a good catch in the first quarter by by lad there you highlighted mm-hmm. it wasn't a perfect throw but he brought it he, he reeled it in um, here's a here's a run play by Milton that we we like to see more of. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, Milton's been good on the year. We we've been talking about it in the thread. You know, he's the yeah. most successful rush uh, runner that Georgia has. Uh, straight running the ball. Of course, McIntosh has been, um, you know, sort of all purpose back, getting a lot of yards out of the you know catching balls out of the backfield. But um, you know, I think. I'm, I, no one, no one in our group has given up on Milton. I don't know if anybody is. I know that mm-hmm. his dad was fired up on Saturday, but um, uh, I yeah, I mean, him. you know, that whole situation was just not a good look for you know. I don't know. It's not good yeah. to see infighting between fans and parents on the no. Don't do on, it. 
social don't media. Tw- don't tweet it, players. Don't tweet it, dads. I mean, yeah. Don't. I mean, like if you have some actual analysis to bring, that that's totally fine. I think. Thank you. Yeah, but don't think tweet it at their dad. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. Kendall would be the first to tell you, like, oh, I could have done this better or that better. And there's probably you know things that we don't know about that I'm sure he's working on, right? Um, yeah. But yeah. Yep. Nice, nice ball to Brock. Get some Ratledge love here. Yeah. That's a nice play by Ralph McClendon blowing this left side. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. And this is the right side. Yeah. And these are the kind of things, right? Like this is, this is what you see with, with Milton where you're just like, man, that's a good run. If you can, yeah. if you can, you know, if you can, make that last guy miss or run through that last guy, that burst that we were talking about um, earlier. I mean, that's, that's good vision. It's a good cutback. You're followed. I mean, all of that. That's, that's a great run. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, right no way there. the ESPN cameraman got faked out for a second. <laughs> the SEC <sighs> network. SEC plus network cameraman, needs. Yeah. yeah. They need, they need some, they work. missed eight snaps in the first half. Eight snaps of the ball. I did enjoy uh, John Stinchcomb on the uh, color commentary. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's a great play on the screen by by Dumas Johnson mm-hmm. there. Um, right here, you're gonna see a really nice job by Ratledge and oh, I'm sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. On this next play, seventy-one, sorry. you're 71. You're, you're gonna see a really nice play by Bowers and Ratledge pulling. Around and I do think that that Tate looks more comfortable when you get him, like when he's pulling from the right side over to the left, like he makes that block every time. Like he does that very very well. I think that's a strength of him. I think if you know if you look at what Georgia's offense or their running game is right now, if they want to be a zone team, then I think they they got to do something else at right guard. If they you know want to be a man team and, and, you know, do a lot of gap scheme stuff and, and pull guys, then I think they can run power all day with Rattledge moving right to left. And maybe that's, maybe that's what they need to do. Um, but, you know, uh, trust looks very comfortable in particular blocking those zone scheme runs. For those of you that aren't familiar, that's just the offensive lineman is responsible for the space in front of them and the, the running back gets to read wherever the hole, you know, opens. He can take it. Some Dejan love here. Yeah, I thought. I mean, we saw him get a lot more action on Saturday. He led the team with twelve carries. Yeah, love how he waits for this block right here with Bowers. You know, um, good patience, and then the stiff arm with his low center of gravity is yep. pretty special. And and the burst to um, Dejan was the offensive player of the game, according to the Georgia oh, football Twitter account today. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I mean, this is nice by Tresman Marshall getting in here. Dumas Johnson as well crashing in. Like, Georgia had that nice goal line stand down there. Um and Chris Smith gets in on there too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, go to uh, let's skip 94. to clip 118. 118? No, let's go to 118. Yep. Sorry. I'm stressing your, your index finger here. All right. This was, I thought, maybe the play of the game. Yeah. Boom! Dan Jackson coming through. Dirty Dan, man. Yes, sir. Dan Dan Jackson, going back to PFF, the highest graded safety in all of the Power Five is Dan Jackson. Really? According to PFF. Yeah. It was Christopher Smith. It was. So Georgia, yeah. Georgia has uh, three of the top five highest graded safeties per PFF in all of the Power Five. That's Dan Jackson first, Christopher Smith third, I think, and Malachi Starks fifth this week that's after this week's grades but yeah yeah i would say uh 
Uh, this is a nice job by Truss here, getting up at left guard, the next level, pinning that. I down. like. I know it's a little thing, but I like Oscar Delp right here too. Mm-hmm. He gets low. He, you know, it's 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 uh, it's a true freshman block for sure. But it's a it's a guy that's. We got another Delp highlight on thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, this was another. Uh... Yeah. Just one of those blocks coming across the formation. Oh, that is Delp, perfect. Dude. Yeah. I like Fox a kid learning how to block, baby. man. Yeah. Lowering the shoulder. Think about Getting what a small. monster of a fullback yeah. Mike Bobo Getting... turned Oxford Delp into like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> they call that they call that getting small while staying big. When you lower your shoulder, get that low center of gravity. Like good that. stuff, man. Dang, stuff. Graham, another good job. I mean, the work you put in. I know I say that people are sick of me patting you on the back. Nah, man. I mean, you're the one that clips these up. I think that probably takes more time yeah. than watching them. But <laughs> well, it's fun to do. I thoroughly enjoy it. I'll say this as someone who who watches these games and analyzes uh, all of this. The twelve takeaways. If you haven't read those yet, or if you're watching this not and you're not a member of Dog Central. It's worth the price of admission. Um, those are very, very good every week. And a lot of in-depth analysis, a lot of thoughtfulness. Um, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of people who have a lot of hot takes or who have a lot of surface level analysis. Um, the 12 takeaways are, are some of the best that I read every week. Um, and I you know, I know, I know, Graham, like we talk about this stuff, we text about this stuff, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I still, I still enjoy the 12 takeaways um, thoroughly. So please check those out. If you're, if you're not a member, it's worth, it's worth joining for sure. All right. I'm not going to get into the stats. I dropped a blog post this morning. Get it. You can go in there and look. Uh, you'll see some national stats. You're starting now. We've got some more data points. There is sort of how we stack up against the SEC as we head into the bulk of the SEC play. Uh, Georgia's defense is and has shown some regression um, and still hasn't given up a lot of points. Um, but, you know, read it, j- jump in the comments, tell me what you would like to know more about or if you've got any questions or thoughts, comments on this, 12 takeaways. Uh, we are prepping for Missouri this week. And then we've got yep. the big Auburn game, 3.30 on CBS that was announced today. And then we have something to announce regarding the Auburn game. Do we not? Uh we are going to be details. Yes. Go well, it. we we are going to be doing a live <laughs> show again, live tailgate show. Uh, yes. We're going to be. We've been invited by the UGA Rugby Club uh, to come up to their tailgate and their parking up on Millage Avenue, and uh, we're real excited about that. So we would love to build a crowd. If you want to come, say hello, be a part of that uh, tailgate, and and maybe even you know watch the show with us and hang out. That'd be awesome. Graham is making every effort to actually be there with TBD on whether he can pull that off or not. But um, we're going to have uh, myself will be there. John will be there. Hopefully Graham, I'm sure we can get some of the other dog central folks and, and we have some more things. Will be the rugby people will be a ton of the fun. rugby people will be there. We're going to talk to some rugby and I think uh, Chad Barker might be involved in, and maybe doing some of his uh, UGA art there with us. So we're really, really excited mm-hmm. to be a part of that and hopefully we'll make that stuff. Recurring. It's gonna be a great show. If you've never hung out with guys who play rugby, this is what this I'm is saying. your chance, and it is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful yeah. thing to be around a group of guys who say, "I'm gonna run into other large men at full speed, wearing no protection whatsoever." It's it's yeah. a great thing. Pretty stoked, Piles, man. Moving <laughs> we had <balls laughs> down the field. Yeah, ton of fun getting ready for the Oregon game. We're going to do the same for the Auburn game. Yeah. Um, and uh, and at least one more game uh, coming up this year, I would think, if not more yeah. than that. Um, dude, I'm ready. Fun, SEC yeah. play is here. Yeah, we'll be we'll be breaking down uh, Missouri this week, both on the Dog Central site and through some of the shows that Josh mentioned. I think Missouri has a good op- it's a good opportunity for Georgia to have. Um a get right game after hopefully a, a full week of get right practices. Um, Missouri has, has definitely uh, struggled to move the ball and score points. So um, a good opportunity yeah, yeah. for, 
for some no, of they, the things that yeah. they've moved the ball. They just well, drop it at the one yard line. And... <laughs> well, they're well. well hey, all right. know, they put up fourteen points on Auburn. Okay. All right, I was just, yeah. Yeah. all right, all right. They're, so, all right, well, one, one they're thing. they're a hundredth, they're a hundredth in the country in in yards per pass attempt. So we'll we'll talk about that. We'll break down Missouri. All right, uh, I'm I know, trying to give hope to, hope to the people, Josh. One quick thing, everybody, stick around because I'm going to throw you put you on the spot. How wild is this? I know you listen to the, the Yahoo podcast, John. I don't know if you do, Graham, but yeah. Uh, did you hear that that mitt, that kick that hit the top of the upright? Would, mm-hmm. That might have been good in a college stadium because yeah. the goalposts yeah, are higher in an NFL stadium. Goalposts in the NFL stadium, the goalposts really? are thirty-five feet. Yeah, are thirty-five feet tall. So the uprights in college stadiums they have to be a minimum of thirty feet, which means that most college stadiums are probably going to be below that thirty-five foot of the right. NFL stadium. So. It it still has to technically go inside the upright, but the debate no one's is, calling it. On how no one's, it can that. go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It can go if it goes over the upright. No official is calling that no good. So they're calling yeah, that the Tennessee good. BYU game up, from a couple years ago was like yeah. that. Yeah, um, if you're looking up and you see the thing go over right over the upright, you're you're yeah. calling it good. If you don't um, see and it so. Outside. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so Texas A&M, Arkansas, NFL stadium, 35 foot uprights, yeah. college stadium, minimum of 30 feet. Uh, the would probably have been good if that game had been played in college station or Fayetteville. Um, Reason so number 1072 to not play games at Jerry world with the Walmart. <laughs> in the tailgating it. parking lot. Right. We are off the rails, just, gentlemen. Yeah, there's a shout Texas, out to America's Pat Walmart. 40 who pointed that out. It was just like the coolest nugget I've heard in a minute. So, so all good. right. We're, right. We're only a buck of six in. That's pretty good. We've still got 40 minutes to go if we're on my podcast. <laughs> my God, podcast. <laughs> Kid, because we love guys. <laughs> oh, my God. oh speaking of that. For the love of Christ. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No more. Stop talking. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> All right. See you guys. See y'all. <laughs> I just.